This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. For more information on the show, as always, reach out to us on social media, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Rodney Lear on Air. Up next, we're talking real estate and everything you need to know about the current housing market. Here in the studio with me, we're joined by my colleague here at the station and radio personality, Tim Timmerman. Tim is also a licensed real estate agent. We're also joined by Joycelyn Leathers. Joycelyn is a licensed real estate agent as well. It's our pleasure to welcome Tim and Joycelyn to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning. How are you? Great. Good. All right. Good. So, Joycelyn, we go back. We went to, like, I think I met you in, like, sixth grade, right? Probably so, yeah. (laughs) At at Cape High School. but our age now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, back in the sixth grade in the the 80s, we were wearing those bell-bottom uniforms, right? Uh Yep. Red, white, and blue. (laughs) (laughs) Red, white, and blue. And so... I remember sixth grade, and then you just kind of left. So what? what you graduated went, from a different school, right? Yes, I graduated from Aiken High School. All right. So, Tim, let's start over here with Tim, Mr. Renovation here. Now, <laughs> you renovate homes. Um, how did you get started in that? I mean, so you know, we work together. I work yeah. at Q102 yeah, on yeah. the radio, but, like, uh, becoming a landlord accidentally – Accidentally, because radio is kind of a crazy business. You know, I had to take a job out of town, so I didn't want to sell my house. The economy wasn't great at the time. And so instead of selling my house and losing money on it, I said, I'm going to rent it to some friends of mine that needed a place. And so when I moved back to Cincinnati, I had learned, oh, wow, that was pretty neat. Someone made my house payment for two years. Wow. And then that got my brain spinning, which turned into getting my real estate license, being a landlord selling houses, renovating houses, Airbnbs, all of these types of things, which is just a piece of pie into my world. Most of it is, you know, living on the radio, mm-hmm. but I do dabble in all of those other things as well. Okay, so it's one thing to rent out your house and while you're gone, but another thing to kind of renovate. So how did you get into actual renovation, the re- uh, renovation part? Wanted to live downtown. Uh, my partner wanted to live downtown, and I said, we're not living downtown unless I have a view. Okay. And so we are not rich because I work in radio, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So we bought this dump that had a sliver of a view of downtown, and we had to fix it up. So that's how it started. I mean, but you have to have some skills because mm. I, I can't do anything around the house. Like – I had a neighbor that was around the, uh, the, across the street from me, and every weekend he would be fixing something on his house, and my wife would be like, why can't you do that? Why can't you do that? Fix the roof. Go, what? Just watch what he's doing. I'm like, and I want to go knock on his door like, dude, cut it out. But everybody, I'm just saying, everybody doesn't have that. I would say uh, there's some truth to that, but also, I mean, I'm a lifelong learner, so okay. uh, I'm always up for learning something new, and YouTube is a beautiful thing. Okay. Here's my advice. Watch five videos of the same project, and if three people do the same thing, go with that one. Okay, so what do you remember? What was your first project that turned out, okay, all right, well, maybe I can do this? Uh, just, I mean, ripping stuff out, taking out old things, just, you know, take, you know, have you ever thought about taking out your dishwasher? There's wires that are hooked up to it. There's plumbing that's hooked up to it. But when you watch a video and you're like, okay, that can do that, and then you try it. The, the hardest part is just starting. Okay. 
just doing it. Also, when you write a guy a check for twelve hundred bucks and then you watch him what he just did, and you're like, "That's what I paid you for." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, you, all you did was unplug that thing and pull it out with a right, hammer. Right, right, right. right. Uh, then you're like, "Gives that gave, that gave me at least a little more encouragement to I'm gonna at least try it." Okay. And if it goes south, I'll call someone else in. Okay. But cool. trial and error. A lot of it's been trial and error. All right. Now, Miss Joycelyn, now you do a lot of first-time homeowners classes. Yes. Um, what are your main areas of focus when you're working with a first-time home buyer? The main focus um, is first I want to make sure their credit is up to par um, because they're going to be applying for a loan. So we also let them know about the loan process, what all they're going to need to apply for the loan, their income, their assets, their down payment, closing costs. And then I start educating them about the whole lending process from uh, what type of loan they're going to qualify for to how to shop for a good interest rate. And then we go over the actual buying process. Once we go out and start looking at the houses, what are we looking for? Are you in the right neighborhood? Does this fit your size? Um, and then there's a seven or eight page contract we have to fill out. So I'll go over the contract as well up front. So once we get out here and start looking at the houses, they are already educated from A to Z. Okay. That's that's really good. I went to a homeowner's first time homeowners class when I started and mm-hmm. it was when we started looking and it I, it helped me out a lot helped me understand a lot so i would really recommend i don't Absolutely. know like yes. who, who does those but mm-hmm. i mean it's very beneficial from even like the home inspector it puts you in contact we went the one we had it mm-hmm. had a home inspector and so it yes. puts you in contact you could talk to the person after the class and things like that that mm-hmm. was very helpful the process from start to finish most people have no idea what is in that process, but they want to go look at houses, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is the fun, exciting part, right? Okay. But just like Jocelyn said, is like spending that time and teaching them what's going to happen from start to finish and how it all works. There's a lot of moving pieces is so beneficial because most people go, huh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of things that you don't know, so don't laugh or don't laugh too hard. But when <laughs> I bought my house 20 years ago. I didn't know anything about real estate. I didn't even mm-hmm. know how much houses actually cost. And so he was like, um, how much you want to spend? And I think I might have said like thirty or $40,000. And the first house he took us to, I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? And then he told me, you said you want to spend thirty to $40,000. And I saw it and mm-hmm. I thought, nah, uh-uh. this ain't what, I, what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. I just didn't even know how much a house cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times when I first meet with people, most people say, oh, I want a foreclosed home. I want a foreclosure. Give me a foreclosure. And I go, well, I thought you were looking for a house in move-in condition. Yes, but I wanted to be a foreclosure. Well, the chances of finding a foreclosed home in move-in condition is like finding a diamond or a needle in a haystack. Mm-hmm. It's very Okay. Hard. Okay. Fine. So, what is the current market like here in Cincinnati? And the you guys are smiling. Bonkers. 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 <laughs> okay. That's expound on bonkers, Tim. <laughs> um, I would say that right now, in the last couple of years, it's continuing to. I feel like, at least with the buyers I'm working with, uh, it keeps getting a little bit more bonkers each year. Is there's a lot of people looking, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of people selling, and that is causing the prices to go up, which is causing more people to be more attracted to each home which means there's you know battles and i'm going to give you more i'm going to i'm going to wave this and i'm going to pay cash and all this stuff that most people are advised against doing they're doing it in order to get the deal done 
And it's crazy. It's a little nuts out there, at least in my experience. Would you oh, agree? absolutely. Um, it is a housing crisis right now. Mm-hmm. So as he said, the inventory is low. I put in an offer the other day and the buyer like, what they say, what they say. And I'm asking the other agent, did we get it? He said, well, I got 20 offers I need to review first, ma'am. <laughs> and I'm like, 20 offers on one house. Wow. Yeah. So, yes, if you're out here and you're buying right now, be prepared uh, to, like he said, more than likely offer some things that we typically in the back in the day wouldn't advise, such so, as waiving inspections or, you know, waiving different type mm-hmm. of contingencies. They're even willing to pay appraisal gaps. Yep. So if the house only appraised for 200000 and you offer two fifty, they're saying, hey, I'll pay that difference. So that means $50,000 extra cash you got to bring to the closing table. Wow. That, that the is... bank's not going to loan you because the bank's saying, it ain't worth that. Yes. But, but you're... You want it, so you have to bring that extra money. That's what's happening on the regular. Wow, that's scary. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's really scary. Yes. But you know what? I, I think it's – well, I think this is – you see people with these signs in their, their yard, house for sale. You know, everybody thinks, you know, it's the day of social media. You talk about do-it-yourself, watch a video or whatever, mm-hmm. but so many people think that they can take some pictures and just sell their house. What do you say to those kind of people, and why should people – use the talent skills of a real estate agent. You know, there's there's going to be people that say, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to save money. And, you know, occasionally there's going to be someone that truly gets it. And you're working with humans. <laughs> humans <laughs> are all different. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. So uh, the professionalism of working with an agent, you're, uh, my biggest answer would be process and connections. We know the process. We have connections with people. What happens if something goes wrong who do you call you know all of those types of things which you don't really think about when you're like i'll just take pics and put it up on zillow and you know we'll get a million offers yeah i noticed that the um national association of realtors they give statistics that show if you sell your house for sale by owner versus working with a realtor your chances are you're going to make 20 to 30 percent more so in numbers as a uh for sale by owner you'll sell it for you may make 220,000 versus listing with a realtor such as us, you'll make probably 260,000. So the chances is really more money in your pocket. You got a, what, 50,000 real estate agents work running around helping mm-hmm. you get your house sold versus you by yourself trying to sell it. And, right, and scheduling showings and people walking through your house and where do you put the yeah. key and the key's not here and, you know, multiple people, sh- you know, it's just, there's a lot of moving pieces. Mm-hmm. Right. If you can do it on your own, more power to you. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but we really can make that more of a fine-tuned path for you. Okay. I'm more of a real estate agent kind of person. When we um, bought our house, our agent, Carol Dorfman, I don't know if she's still around. She still does this kind of stuff. But she was awesome. She really, like, fought for us. And we kind of had a hard time. We couldn't find a house. And it and we had saved up some money. And we were trying to buy a house. And it just got to a point. I was like, I'm done with this. Let's go buy just buy another car. I don't want to <laughs> just let's spend the money on a car. I don't even want to do a house. We found a house that we went to look at on the street. Kid you not, we were riding down the street. And my wife said, why can't this house be for sale? 
And we got to the end of the street, and it was for sale. Wow. And that's the house we ended up buying. It is interesting <laughs> how sometimes yeah. things just work out like yeah. that. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. More information about the show can always be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now, like us there now, join the conversation there as well. You can reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on Air. Or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. This morning, we're talking real estate with my colleague here at the station, Tim Timmerman, who actually is a licensed real estate agent outside of radio. We're also speaking to Joycelyn Leathers. She's a licensed real estate agent as well. Now, when I was working with my real estate agent, I remember signing an agreement with her. Is that something that you guys still do? It's for me. It, it depends. Okay. I, this is my side job. Okay. So most of the people I work with are friends and family. Okay. Um, now I do, depending on who it is, have them sign a little agreement that says, "Hey, you're working with me. I'm working with you. We're going to do this for X amount of months." Um, because there are people um, who maybe I showed ten houses to, and then they call someone else because they're driving through a neighborhood and see a sign, yep. and they call the number on the sign instead of calling me, and that person then gets all the money and all the all the time I've invested in resources yep. Yep. and education that I've invested them out the window. Yep. Total waste of my time. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely agree as well. Um, a buyer agreement, it just solidifies the fact that we are professional. Um, if you hire an attorney, they're going to have you sign some type of contract. If you go even to your doctor's office, you sign some type of contract. So, yes, as a real estate professional, we definitely are going to have you sign a buyer agreement. All right. Yeah, and, and we're a fiduciary, so, like, we have our, our buyer's interest in we want them to win as well. Okay. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, it's to protect us, but also them. And you know, it's the little things. And I'm going back to my agent is mm-hmm. the little things. Exactly what you said. We had been working with the guy that was showing me houses for $30,000. <laughs> and um, I saw her at, at, a, at a listing and she showed us the house. And um, she said, well, if you want to work with me, you can. It was nice meeting you. And she followed up with a handwritten letter. That was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. They were rare then. Mm-hmm. Today, they're even more rare. She had, And I was sold. I was like, she wrote us a, a nice little card, a handwritten note. Thank you. It was nice meeting you. If you're ever looking for someone, mm-hmm. I'm here, blah, blah, blah. I left her card. And I was like, so you're the one. Yep. And um, she was, I mean, that just really, those kind of things that really stand out to you. And I would say, you know, if, if you are looking to go shopping for a house, do do some homework. Do some talk to your friends and family. See if they recommend somebody. You know, maybe you hear someone on the radio. You know, maybe you see a sign in your neighborhood a lot. Like, hey, everyone's using this person. Maybe there's something to that. You yeah. know, like do do your homework because every everyone will click with someone different. I'm more of a straight shooter. Yeah. I'm gonna take someone in a house, and if it looks like they shouldn't live there. We are leaving. You do not want this place. <laughs> and some people don't want to hear that stuff, you yeah. know. So. And see, I come from the side of educating my buyer. I'm going to sit and I'm going to talk. Like I said, we're going to meet up front. Mm-hmm. We're going to discuss the entire process. So I'm going to know when you say I'm looking for a $30,000 house, I'm going to know, but you want that to be a move-in condition. So I'm going to help reframe and redirect you on which way we're going to go. So the personal handwritten note, that was definitely a great gesture because it do show that she cares. So that's the main thing. We're here to represent. 
represent you and, like you said, show you care. So if we walk in the house and I see that there's mold in the ceiling or I'm going to point those things that you may not see while you're looking. Yeah. You're, looking, at, your, you're yeah. looking at that wonderful granite countertop yeah, or yeah. the color of the wall. Right. Yeah. We're looking at water intrusion. Yeah. There's mice over there. Yeah, right. All exactly. the things that uh. you, know, you don't see on the first visit. <laughs> you know, some people, when you go out and you're looking for the perfect home, and I probably mm-hmm. would venture to say, I watch House Hunters enough oh to know. <laughs> but there, is there really a such thing as a perfect home? I would say the one you build yourself if you design it, <laughs> you get your architect and you build it. Um, but there's a such thing as making the house your perfect house. Okay. So we want to start with location first. So once we find the location, I think everything else you could pretty much create until, you know, your perfect home. Yeah, I would say that most of the people I work with, sometimes they have a hard time seeing like the future, seeing the potential, seeing I tried to like, can you physically can you picture your family in here and your friends watching the Bengals game and eating nachos like can you put yourself in that can you feel that in this room right now right no okay then this is not the one okay mm-hmm. or let me help paint the picture for you so um people have a hard time seeing the future and i try to make it easier for them to say this could work for you you have to just think about it differently you have to like go out broader a broader view because okay. people go in and immediately go, I want to see what I saw on HGTV. Yeah, okay, yeah. And it doesn't always work that way. Okay, and I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. When I watch HGTV and they have the, the 21-year-old buying a, a half a million dollar home, <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't save that kind of money being a lifeguard at, yeah. at the Y. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that is totally crazy. And again, in case you're just tuning in, we're talking real estate with my colleague and radio personality, Tim Timmerman. Tim is also a real estate agent, a licensed real estate agent, also joined by Joycelyn Leathers. She is also a licensed real estate agent. I'm Rodney Lear. You're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. You talked about it a little bit, um, Joycelyn. What are you most people looking for in the house? What are some of the most important things? You talked about location, location. We know that about real estate as well. But what are some of the um, other things that people are looking for? And then tell us in this market, what is the average home going for? So what I'm noticing with a lot of people that I'm working with, they are looking for something new. They're like any other buyer. If you're going to the store to buy some shoes, you're not going to the store to look for used shoes. You're looking for new shoes. So my buyers, they're walking in the house and they're looking for what upgrades have you done to this home? So they don't mind buying a house that was built in 1950 as long as it has the 2022 amenities in there. So most of the people I'm look I'm working with are definitely looking for the upgrades and the amenities in the house. I 100% agree with that and I would say as someone that renovates homes also um there are so many people that say they are flippers and there has there's sort of a negative connotation to that word flippers because not all but there's a chunk of them go in there paint everything white and gray do it as cheap half-assed as they can and then they get out of dodge and try to make some money on it um try to look past that or try to look for the people that have renovated with some passion or some detail that it's really in the detail work but yes Mm -hmm. i would agree people want to see something new and shiny but also done the right way okay i better never sell my house (laughs) you find nothing new and shiny in there (laughs) you know i i I go and meet with sellers and they say oh i have a new roof on here okay when did you put the roof on seven years ago 
it's not new. It's not new. It's newer, anymore. but it it's, ain't new. It, exactly. Yeah. Yes, okay. So. Yeah, I would fall yeah. in that category. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk. Let's talk about you. Talk about foreclosed mm-hmm. homes. Let's talk about some of the positive and negatives of buying a foreclosed home. You know, you have a lot of people that mm-hmm. are looking for that. Is mm-hmm. that the way to go? It's probably the way to go for some people, but not all. Tell me about that. I don't do a lot of that. Okay. Um, not because I'm not open to it, mm-hmm. uh, but when I take my buyers to see, maybe they want to say, hey, let's see, let's see a foreclosed home or a bank-owned property that I can get a great deal on. Mm-hmm. And then we go look at it, and then we start the process. The process is different than just going to fifth, third, getting a loan and buying a regular old house. Okay. There's way more steps. There's mm-hmm. more hoops, depending on the type of loan you have. Like if you have an FHA loan, there's because it's a government-backed loan, they want more specific stuff marked. Like this house has to be good to go. There aren't going to be any trip hazards. It's missing a railing on the basement. Like they want the rail on the basement. And so these foreclosed homes, a lot of times are not in great shape. So it's, it's just a lot of hoops. And then, then eventually my clients go, eh, never mind. I don't think the foreclosures okay. is for me. But you can find some great deals there if you have patience. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. With the foreclosed homes, sometimes you're almost buying what I consider sight unseen because a lot of times you're not given the opportunity to do a whole house inspection or a termite inspection or a sewer line inspection because it's a foreclosed. So there's multiple people bidding. So more than likely, in order to get it, they're going to go with the person who did not choose to have an inspection contingency. So if you buy that house, you're taking that risk of buying Mm -hmm. it with the unknown factors of any defects to the house. Um, the positive end is, like he said, you're going to get a good deal more than likely. Yes, the price is going to be right, but you're going to have to be prepared for the unknown if there's any major repairs needed. 100%. Okay. So I want to go back to something you talked about when you have in this market is, you know, and people are buying, trying to buy a home and you had 20 offers on one house. Do most buyers just go with who's going to pay me the most? <laughs> well, it could be the highest bidder. However, you have to look at what sources are they using to pay for your home. Okay. So if they're the highest bidder, but they have a certain type of loan, which may be the FHA loan, or do they have a conventional loan, or are they cash? Mm-hmm. So now we're in a whole different ball game. Even though the FHA person offered you $300,000 on your $200,000 home, your agent's going to allow you let you know with this FHA loan, they're not going to get more than a house appraised for. Okay. We don't care if they offer you a million dollars. Their bank is not going to allow them to borrow more than what they offer. Um, so we're going to look at all of the, the entire contract. It's not always just the highest price. It's the other contingencies and factors involved as well. Okay, I'm educated. Good, good, good. All what right. She, what she said. What she yeah. said. All right. All right, Tim. I love that. And in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. This morning, we're speaking to licensed real estate agents Tim Timmerman and Joycelyn Leathers. For more information on the show, you can reach out to us on Facebook, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Now, sometimes you will see houses that are sold as is. Is that an instant red flag as a home buyer to run as fast as you can away from that house? It depends who my client is okay. and what their expectations are. If it's someone who wants to see exactly what they saw on HGTV the night before, mm-hmm. it's probably not for them. If it's someone that's looking for a good deal that um, 
can do some homework, uh, even if it's bought as is. You're basically saying, I don't know what's wrong with it. I'm just going to take it. Mm-hmm. You can still have an inspection done. Now, you can't request the seller fix anything, mm-hmm. but you at least have the paperwork going in knowing, all right, there's a little something with this, and the foundation's got a little of that, and it needs a new roof. And I'm okay with that because it's as is, and I'm getting a, a better deal at it. But uh, I would say it has to do with setting your expectations right, with your buyer. Deal. Yeah. Okay. But most most people, not. I would say probably not. But for the right buyer, it does make sense. Okay. Yes, it's more for that uh, as is home is more for that buyer that don't mind making some repairs. Like you said, they may not be major repairs. It may be cosmetic as well. They're just letting you know whatever it is. We're not going to do it as a seller standpoint. So as a buyer, are you that person that's willing to go in and make any fixer uppers or upgrades that's necessary? And a lot of times too, sometimes houses that are sold as is are maybe being sold by an estate. Maybe a loved one has passed away Mm -hmm. and they just don't know. They don't know what's... And the person probably just doesn't want to deal with it. It's like, Mm -hmm. let's just get this off our hands and don't have to deal with it. Okay. So you guys didn't answer that question. You didn't tell me how much the average house in, in Cincinnati cost oh, i guys, think i think it's around isn't it around 300 it's now? around like between 280 and th- maybe yeah. 300 now yeah because it's consistently it, 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 cre- it keeps creeping, creeping up every year yeah yeah, yeah but interest rates are ago, great right 20 now years ago, yeah, yeah. 20 years ago i would have been like stealing my apartment <laughs> for 220 yeah. something thousand dollars yeah. Whoa. i bought a house in east walnut hills about five six years ago i paid eighty three thousand dollars and i sold it for 250 that person that's in that house now that sold that bought it for me two years ago has already listed it for two eighty nine or something like that. Isn't that wow. crazy? Wow! Wow! Wow. Not, wow! And it's a little small two bedroom <laughs> teeny little house. <laughs> All right. So for the person that's listening this morning, they they want to put their house up for sale. Um, what advice? What what would you say to those guys? I'm going to advise them to definitely um, call con- you right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was going to advise them to definitely contact a licensed real estate agent um, and make sure they work with someone that's experienced, that knows the area, and that can negotiate because there are definitely going to be some negotiation there. Yeah, a little more than in previous years in that department. Yes. I would say uh, everything Joyce said is accurate, but also be aware of what your next step is. Because if you're going to sell your house right now and make a lot of money, that's awesome. But that means you still have to have another place to go. And we already discussed this at the beginning. There's not a lot out there and costs are way more. So in your mind, I'm going to buy this house for 300. It's going to be great. But guess what? That house is now 380 and it's not as nice as the house that was 300. So, like, you got to, like, know your next step and be prepared to live in mom and dad's basement for a couple months while you try to find that next house because <laughs> right. if you, yours is going to sell immediately. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or buy first. Okay. Or buy you first know? if you have that if availability. You have, you have, okay. Yeah. So you just sold your house, made a, a load of money, and living in mom's basement again. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> just something to think about. All right. Uh, you guys touched on the home inspection. I appreciated my home inspection because we did have to go back and redo some electronical stuff and all that kind of stuff with um, my house. So I appreciated my home inspection. So how do you advise your clients and what do we need to know? I definitely advise my clients to get a whole house inspection. 
um, in this market, like he said, sometimes people are negotiating them out of the contract. Um, and I've had one that we did negotiate the inspection out of the contract. But what we did is we brought the inspector along with us when we went to look at the house. So he was able to kind of go through the house up front. But you definitely want someone in there that can check out your mechanicals and then check out the things that we cannot see. Um, any hidden defects, termites, the plumbing system. So there's, I would say yes. Get Absolutely. Get it. Even if it's just for informational purposes only, just so you know what you're walking into. I would also say that you're paying them to nitpick the bleep out of it. <laughs> Don't be freaked out when you get a 50 page report that says there's a million things wrong. Okay. We live right. in Cincinnati. Every house is old and it's not going to come out as a perfect A plus report. It's okay. going to say there's some, you got some old this and you got some old that. And I that. just think that's more fire to negotiate it's like what are you willing to you know what can you what are you willing to live with or what are you willing to fix what are you not willing to fix you know yes but i would also say don't get don't get scared don't walk away from a great house because there's a few things flagged that because i paid this guy so he says it's wrong so it must be wrong it is wrong but it doesn't mean it's a bad home it's right don't, I would just say don't get too freaked out. Just use it as information to, you know, now obviously if the foundation's falling over and there's water coming in, and yeah, <laughs> okay. ask for that to be repaired. But if it's just some simple things, don't okay. get too freaked. Because sometimes new home buyers, they go, I paid for this. It's the Bible. I'm not buying this house. It's okay. like it's just a, you could just replace that plug and call it good. Like that's it's $30 fix. Mm-hmm. But people get freaked out. So in Cincinnati, is it kind of a tale of two homes? It's kind of what, what you like. Most people like Cincinnati because you have the older homes, the beautiful homes, the character in the homes. And then I guess some people just want new builds. So what is there? How does that work? You know, is that extreme differences? You want this. I want that. That's what I'm looking for. This is what you're looking for. But Cincinnati, again, is known for the housing, the, better, the built houses. 1950s and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you can almost find what you're looking for here in Cincinnati. It just depends on what part of Cincinnati you're willing to stay in. But we have the new bills lo- in the local city as well as in the suburbs and vice versa. We have the more, you know, older homes with the character here in the city as well in the suburbs. So I just think we just get out here and look and find them. That's what I like about it. It's mm-hmm. so versatile mm-hmm. here. Yes. Yeah, and I would mm-hmm. say, you know, uh, going out and showing houses in all sorts and all parts of town uh, is is pretty cool. You can mm-hmm. see I, I never been through this part of town before. Oh, there's a little thing over there on the corner, and there's a spot over there. I need to check that out. We have lots of really cool nooks and crannies around here in the city proper and in the in the county. Okay, so I sure. just have to ask you guys this: being a real estate agent, showing houses, what's the craziest story you've had <laughs> of showing a house? I got a few. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Go ahead. I showed a house one time and I was working with some investors. Okay. So they were looking in, you know, houses that weren't necessarily the best looking house, right? Okay. Uh, we scheduled the showing. The real estate agent said it's good to go. Got there to go in, knocked on the door. No one answered. Great. Took the key out of the box, went in, and there was a couple that was completely naked sleeping on a mattress. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had another house I showed one time where it was an elderly person um, who uh, the family was helping him sell his home. And so that wasn't alerted to me. So I brought my clients, hey, let's go look at this house. And we, I got the, you know, knock. I always knock just in case. Most people usually leave their home, yeah. but not everybody does. And it's their choice. 
you should leave. Okay. I'm telling you, you should leave, but if you don't, it's okay. So I didn't know. They didn't alert me, so I go in, and I just hear a voice from up in the house somewhere. Yeah, come on in. And there was a gentleman just watching his stories on the couch. He was not moving. Okay. Look around. Whatever you want to do, I'm not moving. Oh, man. <laughs> just sitting there eating his potato chips on the couch watching Judge Judy or whatever right. it was. <laughs> so that's that's always just surprises like that. Okay. Uh, I found a dead raccoon one time in a bathroom. Oh, great. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. Just, yeah. I haven't had that kind of fun yet. <laughs> and I've been doing it 15 years. <laughs> You're lucky. Yeah. You're yeah. lucky. All right. Good. All right. Jocelyn, she, she needs to have more fun. Yeah, yeah. Right, I need right, to get out right. more, I guess. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. If our listeners would like to find out more about the real estate market, if they would like to contact you guys, um, how can they reach out to you guys' website, whatever you guys have? Yes, um, I could be reached at Joycelyn at kw.com, and then I'm also on Facebook, Joycelyn Leathers. It's my name, and my phone number, you can reach me directly, 513-616-5226. All right, I work, I work for a real link. Catch me on Twitter or Instagram. It's just Radio Tim. Sure. All right. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Have fun talking to you. Thank you. Yeah, likewise. All right. We've been speaking to licensed real estate agents Tim Timmerman and Joycelyn Leathers. Well, that's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, for more information or to catch up on the show, catch up on our guest or find out more about the show, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like us there and follow us there. You can like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. That's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. Until next week. Be encouraged. Listen to Sunday Morning Magazine no matter what day it is. Use your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear today. Any workout, any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton Tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com.